We'll be studying tonight from the book of Job, if you'd like to be turning there. Job chapter 3. We'll know the story of Job. It's a very popular story. When we tell it, we focus on the bad that Satan did to him and how Job was more blessed in the end. But what happened in the middle? What does Job have to do to get through his most difficult of times? Suffering that few of us, if any, would be able to realize or comprehend. But certainly Job experienced some of life's worst torments. Losing all that he worked for, losing his loved ones, and then ultimately losing his health all to the point of, you know, eventually getting close, I would say, given his health to death. We often praise Job for his patience and his courage, but did he just grin and bear it? When he was sitting in the ashes, scraping his skin with the piece of pottery, when he wasn't doing that, did he skip along and say, zippity-doo-dah? Isn't it great to be alive? I'm not so sure that it looked like that. So we're going to look today, this evening, at how Job went through this suffering. We're only going to look at a small portion of it. And I encourage you to read the entire book of Job, maybe this week, and see exactly how this is transpiring, how this is going on, because we're just going to look at a small portion of this wise and enduring book. Let's first look in chapter 3. In verse 3, let the day perish on which I was to be born, and the night which said a boy is conceived. Job laments, your heading may say that at the top of chapter 3, Job is lamenting during this time period. Let the day perish on which I was born. He regrets that it even happened. And when someone is going through difficult times, that is often what they'll say. You know, I wish I'd never been born there. You know, they, they look at their moment in life at that tormenting time, and they wonder, if this is what life is, then, then why should I even be here? Job is asking, or, you know, asking a similar question. Not a question, making a statement. Down in verse 11, why did I not die at birth? Come forth from the womb and expire. When people are going through difficult times, they will carry a certain sentiment, uh, a similar sentiment. And I think as we consider what we know Job has gone through in just the first two chapters, you know, he is now saying things that are on his mind and that are on his heart. And the, the short version of this sermon is you've got to go through the difficult times. And they're going to be difficult. And you're going to say similar things and wonder similar things. And you're, you're, going to, you're going to wonder where God is. Job did not have an easy time. Even though he was blessed in the end more than he was at the start. He's like, what is this? What is going on, Lord? What is happening? Everyone faces tough times. And how you handle those tough times makes a difference. But what does handling tough times exactly look like? Because I think for those of you who have endured great suffering in one way or another, whether through the loss of a loved one or through uh, the state of your health or both, 
I think as we consider our behavior during those times, we might at this point feel a little guilty. Oh, I didn't have, I didn't have enough faith. You know, I, I questioned God a lot during those moments, during those days. I want you to know you did that because you're human. You did that because sometimes we are weak. But when we are weak, God can then shine through. And hopefully you look back on those tormenting times, and even if they're going on now, and you can see where God was in those moments, how God actually helped you through it. So what does Job do? What can we learn this evening? What does Job do to get through his most difficult of times? Whenever we're going through difficult times, we often look around to see what is helping. You know, what usually helps in times of distress? Maybe you try to relax, or maybe you try to make connections with friends, or things that we usually rely on may fail us. Possessions fail us. Hobbies that we use to distract ourselves. Addictions will always fail us. But only the Lord can help us through difficult times. We must realize that that's probably the only thing that will help. Because our friends may fail us, not, not meaning to, hopefully trying to do as best as they can to get you through the difficult time, but because they're human as well, because we're human, when, they're, when we're on the other side of torment, looking at a friend in distress like Eliphaz, we'll talk about in just a moment, when we're that friend, sometimes we're doing the very best we can, sometimes that's not enough, because we might say the wrong thing. Let's look at Job chapter 4 and see what a well-meaning friend tries to do. Job chapter 4 and verse 1, Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered, If one ventures a word with you, will you become impatient? But who can refrain from speaking? So Eliphaz is looking down on Job at this time, because, you know, when I, when I you know, have a sore you know, thumb or something, I get kind of cranky, and you might do the same. you got a splinter in your thumb. You know, you're going to get a little bit cranky. I would imagine that Job during these days was not very patient, was not very pleasant to be around, because that's part of the human experience. That whenever you feel bad emotionally, physically, here both, you're going to be saying things and doing things that might be a little bit out of character and cause people to say things like what Eliphaz says. If somebody tries to talk, if somebody tries to talk to you, Job, are you just going to be impatient? Verse 3, Behold, you have admonished many, and you have strengthened weak hands. Your words have helped the tottering to stand, and you have strengthened feeble knees. You're strong, Job. You've helped other people realize their own strength, Job. You've uttered encouraging words, Job. But now it has come to you, and you are impatient. It touches you, and you are dismayed. A lot of people might, might look at you and think, well, you've got all the Christian answers, don't you? Why don't, why don't you say something here that, that's helpful for you while you're suffering? Well, it's a little different at that point. When you're on the outside looking in, you try to offer encouraging words, and, and I think they're supposed to be there. I think they're well-placed and encouraging words, and they can be there. Maybe that person's not ready right then to hear those words. Not sure Job was ready to hear this right then. Why can't you be more patient, Job? I don't know, you have boils all over your flesh. Let's see how patient you are, Eliphaz. Probably what he told him. So here we have a, a, a position that we can, when we're going through difficult times, 
to preach the strength of Christ, and well, we should, but sometimes that might fall short because basically, you know, you're, you're, you're not, might not be in the mood too much because you're human and because you're weary and weak. It touches you and you are dismayed, verse 5. Verse 6, is not your fear of God your confidence in the integrity of your ways, your hope? Remember now, whoever perished being innocent or where were the upright destroyed? Here's where Eliphaz kind of says some things maybe you shouldn't. Job, I've not ever seen anybody suffer who hadn't done something wrong. Did Job do anything wrong? No, of course not. Job didn't do anything wrong, but rather he is just going about his days, and Satan goes before God and asks God, let me, let me strike Job, let me do some things to him. But here Eliphaz is saying to Job, hey, Job, I know you did something wrong. How does that make Job feel? How does a misplaced word a well-meaning but misplaced word on our parts to someone who is hurting, how does that affect them? That's why you got to be careful with what you say. And, and look to friends, and you might not be willing or, or ready to hear what that friend has to say, but I think you know there is some wisdom in what Eliphaz is saying. You know, Job, remember the strength that you have. Remember what you tell other people, Job. And so you must do the same, Christian, whenever you are seeing someone who is going through a difficult time, remember how you spoke to them whenever you're going through the same thing. So you've got to realize what helps. And as we'll see, Job relies on God throughout the difficulties. Friends might not always help. Possessions, hobbies, those are long gone for Job. We've got to realize we can't rely on those things. We've got to realize that the only thing that will get us through this is our faith in God. Job chapter 6. What else does he do? Job first realizes what helps. Maybe friends are helpful, maybe not. But then Job must put his suffering into perspective. If you are suffering, accept where you are. That's the only way to get through it. For if you deny that you're suffering... You won't see the help that is there. There's a book that I reference a lot um, when, when speaking with people. It's called Deep Survival by Lawrence Gonzalez, who's a National Geographic writer. And he talks about how people, expert wilderness travelers, uh, boatsmen, how they get lost on the water, in the woods, and then they stop thinking about where they are and about the state they're in and they perish with a backpack full of supplies because they don't realize that they're going to die from exposure because there's rule in some national parks, you can't build a fire here, you can't build a fire here, it's dry season. Somebody's about to die from exposure. I'm going to at least build a fire in a little Coke can to keep myself alive, you know. But those who perish in those situations, whole book about it, they had everything they needed to get through the night, to get through being stranded out in the ocean, and they didn't accept where they were. And your brain, a lot of times, when it's in distress, it'll go back to what it's familiar with. One particular story was of these boatsmen who were transporting a yacht. The yacht sinks. They're on a lifeboat out in the middle of the water. And two of the men in the boat just kind of went back to what they knew, felt like they were back on the dock. They started hallucinating, lack of water, and they jumped in and perished. That's in the open sea. 
because your mind was trying to go back to what it was familiar with. When you're suffering, you've got to realize where you are and what the difficult state you're in and accept it. This is where I am, and this is difficult, and I am struggling. That's what Job did. Job realized that where he was was difficult. He acknowledges that. Job chapter 6, then Job answered, Oh, that my grief were weighed. I'm not sad, no. What's he say? Oh, that my grief were weighed and laid in the balances together with my calamity. For then it would be heavier than the sand of the seas. Therefore my words have been rash, for the arrows of the Almighty are within me. Their poison my spirit drinks. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. You know, the Lord, the Lord, this is hurting. What, what God has done, what God has allowed to happen to me, it's hurtful. See, Job is accepting. Job accepts where he is. He doesn't try to paint a glossy picture. Does the wild donkey bray over his grass or does the ox low over his fodder? Are they thankful for those foods? Yes, they are. But can something tasteless be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? My soul refuses to touch them. They are like loathsome food to me. The words that people have tried to give to Job have not been extremely helpful. They've been tasteless. They've been useless to him because what he's going through at this point in time is very, very difficult. So whatever troubles you might be going through, put those into perspective. Next, you know, you're going through some suffering, you're going through difficulties, but I know you also want relief from this. Let's acknowledge that. Job has acknowledged his suffering, but also acknowledges that it would be better if it wasn't happening. Job chapter 6, the very next verse, verse 8. Oh, that my request might come to pass, and that God would grant my longing. Oh, that God would listen to me. Does Job think God's listening to him right now? I don't know. Maybe, Job, it sounds like, you know, God, I know you hear me, but hopefully you will listen to what I am asking. Would that God were willing to crush me, that he would loose his hand and cut me off. God would just be done with me. But it is still my consolation, and I rejoice in unsparing pain. What, a, what an interesting sentence. I rejoice in pain that does not quit. So while he's not going around smiling and grinning and laughing about his plight, he's acknowledging its difficulties, but he is also saying, you know what, I can still rejoice and still be in pain, that I have not denied the words of the Holy One. He just wants relief from this, that God would cut me off that God would, would answer me, that God would take my life. That would relieve something from this pain. But I have not denied the words of the Holy One, even though I'm in such pain. What is my strength that I should wait? And what is my end that I should endure? Why is this happening? Is my strength the strength of stone? Or is my flesh bronze? Is it that my help is not within me? And that deliverance is driven from me? He accepts where he is. But he also says, you know, why is, this, why is this so difficult? Why is this so hard? And sometimes when you're going through a trying time, sometimes you just got to look around and, and think that very thing. This is difficult. I don't know where the end is. I don't know why it got started. But I know that this is where I am. And I do want relief. I do want relief. Lord, help me, I want relief. Maybe it's not time just yet. Give time for your health to get better. Give time for your position at work to change. For a little maturity, young people. 
come along. Because sometimes as you grow and mature, things seem so much clearer. So Job realizes that he's got to get help, so he does that by putting it into putting things into perspective, by acknowledging that he wants relief from all this as well. And Job, Job is honest about his plight and questions the help of his friends. During trials, during difficulties, we look for help and we look for answers. Job accepts his lot. He's not denying God. And he realizes his friends are no help, which makes this more difficult. We start to look to our possessions. We start to look to our jobs, maybe. Lose that, possibly. Look to our friends. They're no help. So what does Job have to do to get through this difficult time? Look at Job chapter 6. In verse 14, the next verse, For the despairing man there should be kindness from his friend, so that he does not forsake the fear of the Almighty. Job is looking to his friends, but that's no use. Job's got to rely on himself and his connection with God. My brothers have acted deceitfully like a wadi. A wadi is a waterway that is dry except in the rainy season. We have similar things around here, especially up on the Cumberland Plateau. Uh, some of the hiking trails you might go on, it's called karst geology. Lots of boulders, lots of rocks, but looks like it should be a riverbed. But in the dry season, it's not. I've seen it both ways. It's really strange. Lots of boulders you should be walking on that should be underwater, but aren't. Dry as a bone because the water is elsewhere. And Job compares his friends to that. They have acted deceitfully like a wadi, like a dried-up riverbed, like the torrents of wadis which vanish. They tried to give me encouraging words, but they're gone. So during your plight, during your difficult times, there might be more things that happen to you. Things unassociated, but things that make it all the more difficult. They say that it's during difficult times that we learn who our true friends are. I think that's what Job was experiencing during this time. Finally, when you go through difficult times, you must simply get through it. Job chapter 3, verse 25. For what I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet, and I am not at rest, but turmoil comes. So he accepts it. He accepts that turmoil is on its way, it's going to keep on coming. And it might not stop. Who knows, who knows when it will stop? It might stop. As the sentiments you see, it might stop because God ends his life. It might stop because death overtakes him. Or it might stop because things start to turn around. Health gets better. And he is blessed from God. Difficulties do arise in adulthood because some sort of milestone as a child, as a teenager, was not reached. And that's what causes a lot of problems later in adulthood. But what I also know is that people who suffer through difficult things learn from those experiences. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And tough times don't last, but faithful people, I find, is a truer statement. Faith in God, faith in your faith, 
You know, we talk about faith being small. You know, the Lord says, you just got to have it. You just got to have faith. It's just got to be like that mustard seed, which does grow, right? There's the analogy of the mustard seed that it does grow, but there's also a message there that says, you just got to have the mustard seed. You just got to have faith. Is that me? Sounds like my alarm. You just got to have faith. You just got to have it and, and rely on it. And sometimes we, we doubt our own faith. You know, sometimes we doubt that. I can't get through this. Don't you think Job thought the same thing? For him to curse the day that he died, for him to wonder where his friends are, for him to wonder what his wife is, is trying to tell him to do, don't you think Job questioned him own, his own self? He certainly did. You'll experience a lot of what may seem to be conflictual feelings during tormenting times. You'll say similar things as Job. But we'll read in just a moment in Job chapter 2 what Job never did. He did a lot of things. Questioned God, questioned his friends, questioned himself. You know, wished that he, he'd never been born. He did a lot of things, a lot of conflictual things. A lot of things that you're like, hmm, wonder, wonder how that faith is. Listen, he's human. You're human. Going through a difficult time. Do you want the patience of Job? Do you want the courage of Job? Realize then that it's messy, that it's difficult to have sometimes, that it's difficult to go through difficult times, it's hard to go through those times, and come out not thinking at least a little bit, man, that was tough. Man, I, I failed a few times. But guess what? When you're at the other end of it looking back, please, please see the good that happened and see the growth that came of you. Because didn't even Jesus cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Wasn't there a moment when he asked God where he was? Job, Job's done that. You'll do the same. But Job chapter 2, verse 9, his wife, right? Who but do we depend on but our spouses more than any other, other than God? But Job's wife said to him, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. This is the beginning of the story. We got into a little bit of the start. This is the beginning of the story. His wife says, just curse God and die. And what does he tell her? You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. So this was his idea, going into the torment that he experienced, and may it be your thoughts as well. You know, I'm, I'm living for God, and it's going to be good, and it, it might be bad too. That's probably going to happen. So look at it with an honest eye, and it will be, whatever difficulty you face, it will be easier to handle. If you have sin in your life that you need to repent of, 